It's time for another bed and board barbecue, boys. John, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, and we're back. You. Oh. oh, thank you we're so back. much. I'm kind of just, we're getting into this, and John and I were kind of talking about rubs and and, and sauces, and uh, I'm, I've been drinking this very oversmoked beer uh, from Jack Abbey's on our regular podcast, uh, the Bag and Boardcast. Uh, listen to episode 507 to listen to my beer review. Um, I have a charcoal-fueled smoker. John, yours is... Pellet. Pellet-fueled. Um, and you, with charcoal, you know, you can get a bunch of different varieties, and they can they can actually add more charcoal flavor. Some of them have less. Some of them, like, like I think... Um, like there's like a smoke devil or something like that. That's like aggressively like charcoal smoke your your your, uh, your meat. And with our talk about rubs and sauces, this is about you know bringing a lot more different flavor to the meat to to accentuate the meat. And smoke is a very important flavor for for for, for barbecuing like. Part of the reason is to get either the charcoal or the you want to taste the heat a little bit. Yeah, you want to taste whatever you taste your, the smoke. Yeah, you want to taste the smoke. Um, you know, with your pellet, is it you pick a specific wood? Because with my charcoal, I go out and I pick different chunks of different types of of, of woods to add like apple wood or cherry wood or mesquite or hickory. Uh, yeah. So they a have, pecan. Pecan. I, I, I really like using pecan. Um, you can buy individual bags um, of pellets that are all cherry or all apple or, uh, and then they sell the competition blends and blends um, where they have, everything it's all mixed in and it's hickory and it's mesquite with cherry and this and that and uh you can get the the bourbon barrel uh Mm -hmm. pellets and when i used to smoke with just wood on my old smoker i would always do a combo of apple cherry pecan i like the sweeter wood with my meat so i still do a lot of that now um, but I have been experimenting. I've been grabbing the competition blends because it has those woods with some other, um, like I said, hickory, mesquite. It has some of mm-hmm. those other flavors in there. Um, and a lot of times, too, like I'll buy three bags and I'll put some of this, some of this, some of this, try to do equal parts um, because I have a hopper. I fill the hopper up with the pellets mm-hmm. and it rotates and it brings them down. and and burns them. Um, so yeah, I, I try to like, I like to mix a lot of my woods, but I go for the sweeter woods. I really don't love a huge hickory. I don't love a huge mesquite. Um, I like smoking meats and I like smoked meats, but I do not like them over smoked. I don't love too much smoke flavor because i i still want to taste the meat i don't want to just taste all smoke Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. And I understand that. I, I quite agree with that. When I'm smoking or barbecuing, what I really want is a solid bark. That's what I'm always, that's what I'm searching for. Because in the oven and braising meat or, you know, just, you know, any other way I've ever cooked meat, I, you don't get that crisp, as crisp an outer layer. Yeah, you can pan fry it first and you kind of set it up a little bit, but it's not the same as a bark, which has been kissed by flame <laughs> and that heat. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there's a difference. There's you, you pick up the flavor from the smoke. It pan frying something, searing something on a on a cast iron skillet. Like it, it I don't know. There, there it, there's a difference. It doesn't taste the same. There's hundred percent, percent different. And I have to say, like when mm-hmm. you made uh, you made ribs, and we I came over and and we had ribs together, like. I was very impressed by the bark you had on the ribs. It was really good. It was almost perfect, almost perfect ribs, like mm-hmm. um, that you had made that day. And um, I think you get on your smoker, you get a bit of a better bark because with mine, it puts a lot of smoke in there, but it is. It has that smoke, but it is still kind of like an oven, too. So I get a mm-hmm. good bark, but I don't get a great bark on it. Um, yeah. And I was actually really impressed by the bark that you got on your uh, on your smoker. Appreciate it, because that's that, that was my whole aim. Like, the reason why I went with something like the Commando, uh, uh, Joe, is because I didn't want something that was like you're saying, which is kind of like an oven, because I want to be able to get that high heat when I want it. And then, you know, is I want to have something that will set a nice spark. And rubs play a huge part in that, I think, because a rub can make or break your bark. Yeah. Um, because it's all about drying out that outer layer, setting it up, getting it crisp. And if you do too much, and this is my fear, this is why I usually tend to do just a salt and pepper rub, is because I'm afraid to, if I add too much, it, it will uh, add too much moisture to the outside of my meat and like ruin a bark. Um, well, not only that, sometimes, too, a lot of the brown sugar and the other stuff that are in some mm-hmm. of those rubs, too, will will burn. And they just um, yeah. give a bad a bad flavor. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a fine line that you walk. I think it definitely depends on what you're making and how you want the outcome and what you're looking for on the meat. But. I think salt and pepper is a great one. Sometimes salt, pepper, a little garlic, a little paprika, mm-hmm. I think are, are a great uh, mix. Um, uh, I love the flavor of rosemary. But rosemary, especially fresh rosemary chopped up finely, is going to burn. Like, I... I mean, I that's where you can it, make your um, 
like a, a mop sauce or your spray. Mm-hmm. And you can add that rosemary flavor into that. Um, maybe you take uh, compound whatever. butters, like that's where, yeah. like the finishing butters, compound, compound butters, butters, rosemary thyme. Now, when you when you made your ribs, are you spritzing those, or are you just uh, no? Let them... With ribs, it's it's such a quick cook that I usually don't spritz them. It's it's definitely I want to keep that as covered as possible. I want to try to infuse as much smoke. As possible because it's it's such a thinner meat as well that um, that I'm not going to get a huge smoke ring because there's just not much to set up. You know, it, it, there's not enough meat there to really set up a good smoke ring on. Yeah, but you can get a nice, you can get that nice layer of that pink, like yeah. that bite, yeah. and it's made right at the skin. You get that pink. It's it's basically a smoke ring. Yeah, and that and that's what I'm trying to get. So I try not to open up my 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 top at all, my my, my lid at all. I'm just trying to give it as much time circulating in that smoke as possible. Like even when I did them on the Weber grill, I would like try. You know, that's what I was attempting to do. Sure. So no spritz and no futz and no mutts and just. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. That's what I was. That's the mantra <laughs> I was. Go, I go with with my ribs. Uh, yeah, I um, I usually do a lot of. I do. I do do a lot of spritzing, but I know that as soon as I open it up, and if I lose any temp, as soon as I shut it, my computer and my and my thing is going to pop that temp right back up, and it's gonna it's gonna right. stay at a, a nice even temp. So I don't have I don't worry about losing anything because I know that it's going to do all the work for me to get it back up to temp. Um, but uh, yeah, like I usually like when I've done um, different meats, um, if I'm doing a um, pork shoulder for pulled pork, or I'll do I'll smoke Chuck's poor man's uh, brisket. Um, I actually spray it with pickle juice. Um, oh. Kind of nice brininess helps set a nice yeah. bark, and it imparts a nice a nice flavor to it. Um, but yeah, I, I do that. Loves marinating chicken breast, yeah, in pickle juice. Like she'll, um, instead of buttermilk or anything else, yeah, she'll she'll marinate just boneless, skinless chicken breast in. And pickle juice, and then we'll put that out just on the, you know, cheap propane grill. Just sear them off, cook them up, maybe with some barbecue sauce on top. Yeah, and then um, I've done like honey, apple juice, and bourbon, and I've done that mm. in my spritz on top of ribs or on top of uh, pulled pork. I've done Definitely. like a mix of like sweet baby rays and apple uh apple cider vinegar. Okay. It's like kind of a mop and like it's really loosened up for that. Yeah, like like for a mop sauce. Like on uh pulled pork. And that worked, you know, and that was pretty good. Like just because I don't know, I, I 
I don't want to waste bourbon <laughs> like on a mop, like on a spritz or a mop sauce. I don't know how how much flavor really gets infused in that, you know, with with uh, bourbon. You a good little bourboniness to it. Um, I look for more as like that alcohol that helps kind of set everything in there. Yeah, because it dries um, out so quick, it evaporates so quick. And I, um, but I, I don't drink. Ever since I had my son, I do not drink nearly as much as I used to. And people give me bottles of bourbon all the time. Um, I know one like one year I got like five bottles of Angel's Envy, and I was giving them away. I was like, "Here, have a bottle. Like, have it. I I'm never gonna drink this." And mm-hmm. four months later. I got a bunch more bottles of it because it was my birthday and I got a, I got more bottles. Like, so I usually have a decent amount of bourbon that I don't get around to drinking. So I have no problem using it for, uh, for, for smoking. And a lot of times, like I open it up, I take a sip and I go, Oh, this is pretty good. I got to have this for dinner tonight. I never do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I always take a slug out of the bottle when, uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, like Paul, we, we usually kind of evolve these conversations, but you know, what's you, you said about the apple cider vinegar and it made me think like, what are your sides that you like when you're with your barbecue and not just like, maybe not oh. just what, when you're cooking, but like, if you go out for barbecue, what are your sides that you want? I can't, I love a good potato. Um, if it's smashed, that's fine. But man, if I was going to like craft my perfect, like this gluttonous, like barbecue day, I think a twice baked potato. Mm, like fully loaded. Like a fully loaded twice baked potato. Uh full gore full gambit. Um I don't like mayonnaise, so any kind of like Potato salad, I'm usually out on, um, except for Wegmans brand honey or uh, mustard potato salad. For whatever reason, it, it, it that cuts through, and that's really good. But it would go like choice baked potato, mashed potato, um, just like a baked potato, fully jacketed, like, and I can fully dress it. Um, and then like, you know, the small baby potatoes, like roasted, that would be good. Yeah. And then so like the salt potato potatoes. salad. Yeah. Salt potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that would definitely be a side. I kind of love a biscuit, you know, being a cornbread biscuit or a, a regular biscuit. Like if I can get a really good one on something like that, I'd want, you know, some sort of vegetable. Um, asparagus we like just you know with it charred and everything like a chart a good charred vegetable would be nice even the steamed broccoli would be good just as a palate cleanser um kate likes mac and cheese like if i can get it not the box stuff but like if i can get her to make that mac and cheese she makes the like the tray baked mac and cheese really good like we're talking, this good, is glutton. You don't make a good mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I'm good then. Like, 
I got a biscuit. I got my twice baked potato. I got the mac and cheese. I do wish I, there was something a little bit more acidic to kind of help cut through. And that's where, like, where coleslaw, I guess, normally plays in, plays yeah. its part. But again, it has mayonnaise in it, and I'm not a big fan. But like an Asian slaw, where it's that, it's that vinegar-based slaw. What's that one? The the slaw. I think it starts with a C. We used to sell it uh, when we worked in the 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 deli together. Hmm. It was uh, the cabbage with the pickles, and it had a, a certain name. I don't, oh, I don't. I can't remember what it's called. But there is like a vinegar-based one without the mayonnaise. Yeah, give me a vinegar-based um, slaw in there, and I'm I'd be good too. Especially with ribs that are so, you know, so greasy or pulled pork. You know, that Asian-based like you get it at in a bag, like pre-mixed bag. It has sesame seed in it. It has like you know the cabbage and some like other stuff in there, and you got the like the red red wine vinaigrette or whatever right. in there. It's good. How about you, John? What's what, what are your sides? Uh, my my number one side is like uh southern beans and greens. Lima beans, uh white beans with collard greens, um, with a nice vinegar sauce that's been cooking all day with either like a really nice smoked piece of just pork that's been in there and it's shredded now or a chunk of bacon that's been cooking in there. Um, that's one of my favorite. And I have a great recipe. It's actually a soup recipe that I cooked down for hours. So <laughs> it just turns into a nice uh, thick uh, sauce. Um, but that's one of my favorite sides. Like, most of the time, I'll eat more than that than I will the smoked meats that I spent hours preparing. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like a baked potato with uh, like with some cheese melted on it. Um, I don't love mac and cheese with my smoked meats because I'm already mm-hmm. having like a rich meat. I don't need a rich side with it. Right. Um, so mac and cheese isn't always my favorite, but it's one of those ones that when you say like, yeah, come over, bring a side. I'm making pulled pork. Everybody shows up with mac and cheese. Like it's one of those things that like, you end up always having. And that's then, why I um, mentioned potato salad because that's for me. I think well, as soon as people like I talk about smoked meats or barbecuing, it, it mac you know potato salad shows up. And since I don't like it, I'm like, mm. uh, yeah. And then yeah, coleslaw is always a good one. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a cornbread fan. And, like, a biscuit, I I need a – I want a moist – I hate yeah. a dry, dry anything. And cornbread and certain biscuits always come out so dry that uh, I just don't like them. But, uh, yeah, beans and greens, man. Southern beans and greens is, like, my kryptonite. I could just sit and eat them till I am sick. And then also See, the you don't want to be around either. <laughs> right. The thing with both the potato, especially if it's just like salt potatoes, the jacketed, fulgily jacketed uh, baked potato or twice baked potato in a biscuit, soak up all those leftovers. Like that's the thing that like you're, you're eating a little bit of it. But since you got that other half, oh, that's when you're just cleaning up your plate. 
you know, getting all those drippings, getting all that extra sauce off your plate. And that's what you're using. It's it's a utensil at that point. Yeah. It's like when you go to those certain barbecue places and they just give you a couple slices of this white bread. Like <laughs> that's what it's for. It's for cleaning up while it's cleaning your plate. Yeah. And that's why I like those things as well, because they're, you know, they're there. They're stodgy. They, they're a little stodgy, you know, they're, but they're, 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 they're stodgy so they can soak up remnants. They can soak up the sauce. They can soak up the rest of the meat. Um, I, and it's good. It, it's so good when, so, when, with, with that sauce, with that, those leftovers, with that, mm. yeah. The potato or the biscuit. It's so good. And, uh, I think we've, we've mentioned it before, but like sauce wise, man, again, like, I love a vinegar-based yeah. sauce, like a Carolina style, um, a little mu- like a mustard, a little more mustardy than uh, ketchupy sauce. That's that's where I'm at. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a sweet baby raised. You're a thick. Yeah. Well, thick I usually sauce. use. Well, that's like what I'm putting on. That's what I'm like. Giving, putting it out on the table so people can like smother because that's what Kate likes to do. She likes to smother it with the uh, with the barbecue sauce afterwards. But if I'm doing a mop sauce or anything, I take Sweet Baby's Race as my base and I, I, you know, I mix in the apple cider vinegar, you know, something to wet it down to like make it real loose. Um, I have done stuff with like trying to get the drippings and putting it in a pan and Sweet paper, you know, trying to thicken it up with sweet paper rays, trying to like acid it up with the, uh, with the apple cider, apple cider vinegar. vinegar, yeah, and stuff like that, and that's just to give a tang, especially if with the pulled pork. I think pulled pork needs it, needs that acidic tang to it to cut through a, a fairly greasy, fatty meat. Um, I think a Carolina mop sauce works well with that. But with ribs, like, I'm usually good. Like, I don't need any kind of sauce on ribs. Like, ribs are done right. Yeah, you don't need them. Yeah. And I haven't done enough other meats to really be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I need to be a sauce boss. You know, I'm I'm good. Um, brisket. You know, the times I've done brisket, I haven't really wanted a saucer needed a sauce because I kind of wanted to taste just the brisket, you know? I spent that money on that meat. I want to be tasting it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you need that acidic sauce to go with that fatty meat. So that's why I like having, like, I do, like, a a Carolina sauce and put a little extra apple cider vinegar in it, a little, you know, a little more uh, mustard to um, have that little bit of acidic to cut into that fatty meat because sometimes it's just kind of too too rich. You need something to cut against. But uh, yeah, well, you, you were mentioning rubs, and I, I I said that I'm I mostly steer away from most things because I'm afraid of it burning. Are you a big a sugar rub person? Are you a brown sugar rub? Not really. I mean, yeah, I've, made some, I've made some rubs. Right now, I really like the Lobel. I think it's Lobel rub. 
And that is like salt, pepper, garlic, paprika, some sugar in it, but it's not like the main base is sugar. It's just enough in there. Um, but that's something like you'd use, like I use, um, when I'm making mac and cheese, I'll sprinkle some of that Mm -hmm. flavor in there. I'll put it on the outside. Um, but I don't usually try, I try not to go too crazy with certain rubs. Um, Mm -hmm. especially like if I'm going to like, uh, doing a a pulled pork, I'm going to spritz it a lot. So I'm going to build up that nice bark from constantly spritzing it, mopping it. Um, and then, you know, brisket or when I smoke the chucks, it's salt, pepper, and garlic, you know? Yeah. Those are my big flavors for that. Oh, what was I going to ask? Oh, oh, for, so I usually, even if I'm going to do rub, I usually do a salt pepper base all over the meat, let it sit in the fridge overnight. Then as I'm prepping the fire, I start the fire up, you know, in my Kamado and it's going to take a while for it to get up to top. It's, and so at that point, that's when I actually apply my rub to the meat. Like if I'm going to do any kind of sugar or any kind of other flavors, that's when I add it. After I patted it all down dry, um, then I'll add all my other like ingredients for the rub. And then that's when I set it up, I'm, you know. It might sit for like 30 minutes out on the countertop and that's it. And then it goes on. The, then it goes on. the heat. You're doing a dry brine on most of your meats then for before you, yeah. you cook it. So, yeah, I mean, no, a dry, a dry brine. We've we've done that, especially if you're doing a nice piece of meat. Even if you're not doing a nice piece of meat, uh, it's always good. Even like your steaks, you know, you're going to have steaks yeah. on Friday, Thursday night. Oh yeah, just hit them, hit them with that salt on the outside, and um, you have that dry brine. It helps it dramatically. I think that's what helps it set up a bark too. Like you try it out, and you're not, and that's why I'm afraid of adding sugar because the sugar just you know like wants to trap in the moisture right on the surface. So, and I just spent that whole time dry brining it, get to get rid of that surface moisture, <laughs> like to draw it all out. And then I'm adding something that like wants to just like cozy up with it and like trap it there. Yeah. Mm. Well, and mop uh, sauces and stuff like that as well. I'm like, I need the bark to kind of be almost set or set before I want to start really mopping or spritzing because I'm afraid of breaking up that bark. Most of the time I find it helps set the bark. Um, but again, we got, uh, we're, we're two different methods of smoke machine. So uh, yeah. it definitely sets things up differently, cooking them differently. So, yeah. right. but if you have a, a rub, a side, a sauce that you like, let us know. The, the barbecue boys are here to listen. Maybe you got a better sauce or a better way to do stuff that we, uh, we haven't thought of or mentioned and um, be great for us to, to try out. Thank you for listening. <laughs>